hey, we got together. Uh, there's only eight of us here at the church right now. And we got together and we prayed. And I, I heard a couple funny things actually come from other staff members. Um, one of them said that uh, there is one person that we know for sure that is breaking uh, the order of congregation. Um, and he is doing whatever he wants to do. And he's getting with as many people as he wants to. And that is Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> he's with so many people. He is just getting with as many people as he can. And I love the fact that he is in your home right now with you. Um, another thing I heard um, from another staff member was this. Um, man, this has been, what, what a year this week has been. <laughs> what a year this week has been. I thought that was really good. And then uh, my wife uh, in particular, uh, has <laughs> she keeps forwarding and texting me all of these memes that she's been seeing. And so I, I wanted to show you a few because she laughs out loud in our house when she sees these. So if we put those, how about this one? Me after I eat all of my quarantine snacks in one night. <laughs> that one's awesome. How about the next one? If you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day quarantine, you probably should have been seeing a doctor long before for COVID-19. <laughs> How about this one? I'm stocking up on cheese. Don't need toilet paper if you're constipated. That one was for Pastor Rob. That, that was for him. How about this one? The government doesn't want you to know this, but you can grow your own toilet paper at home. Hey, if that works, please let us know. That is awesome. How about this one? I am going to Costco. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, and then there's my precious, yes. You know what's funny? I was snow blowing in the neighborhood uh, when the snow, the snowstorm a couple nights ago, and um, I actually went and did my neighbor, and he came out and tried to give me money, and I was like, no, I don't want any money. And, and he, goes, uh, he goes, okay, well, how about this? If you need any toilet paper, I've got some, so just let me know if you need some. I'm like, okay, I will let you know. I love that. Um, this one, Norton antivirus. <laughs> All right. How about, this is my favorite because I'm going to totally use this. Avoid speeding tickets by using this one simple trick. Have a sign and just throw it up. I have coronavirus. Um, and then pro tip, if you're low on toilet paper, go to CVS or Walgreens. Buy a pack of bubble gum. You'll get enough to be used for a couple days right there. <laughs> and then we got this post um, this, uh, this morning, I believe. Um, from Brett, and we just, <laughs> this made us laugh. Pray for pastors as they attempt to make the Sunday's live stream not look like a Bin Laden capture video. <laughs> we thought that was just incredible. So, uh, you know what? I, I think in times like this, um, you know, laughter is just great medicine. Pastor Rob and Amy Painter, they have said so many times that laughter is such a great medicine. And so try to find ways to just laugh with your family and get with them and um, just try to find joy in the middle of this. I know it's been crazy. And I think that all of us would say that um, things are shaking right now, uh, very much so. And uh, I just want to encourage you uh, that I think God has been preparing us as a church for this. As a matter of fact, think about the series that we did just before this called Disrupted. Um, are we not being disrupted right now? Every single person in the world is being disrupted right now. If you didn't listen to those messages, go online, go to our YouTube page, go to Facebook, listen to those uh, messages because I think they really did a great job of actually preparing us um, for what we're facing. And so um, what I felt like we were supposed to go into uh, today is, is this. Um, 
when we were talking as a teaching team, uh, we started talking about how things are shaking right now. And they are definitely shaking. And then I went to prayer Tuesday night. And, and when we were praying, um, what, what came out was actually a psalm that talked about um, we will not be shaken. And uh, just the goodness of God in Psalms 46. And, um, and so we were just, I was just overwhelmed with how much uh, that, that concept of shaking came back. And it actually reminded me of Hebrews. And so I want to read it to you. It's Hebrews 12, um, because uh, right now things are shaking, and we're in a series called Practical Christianity, and, and I titled, titled this, um, When Things Are Shaking. <laughs> when Things Are Shaking. So what do, what do we focus on? And so um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, it says this, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire. Now I want you to key on, you have not come to this mountain. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched, that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them. Because they could not bear what was commanded. Even If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion. Now, I want you to listen to this part. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Church, is that good news or what? To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth But now he has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. And church, I would submit to you that maybe right now what is happening is that God is using this time to actually shake things, to shake things here on earth, to shake things even in heaven, um, as we've been praying that heaven will come to earth, maybe God is desiring a shaking to take place so that the things, as it, as it says here, so that the things, created things, would go away and we would focus in on the kingdom, the thing that cannot be shaken. And so I, I wanna do a little bit of an interactive time right now with you. And I, um, I was just watching um, during worship, all of the people that were responding, we have people from Tennessee and Georgia, uh, my mother-in-law from Estes Park, love you mom, love you dad. Um, We've got people commenting that they're worshiping with their dogs, I I love that. (laughs) Um, Just so many people already just commenting and feeding back on our live stream. Um, I'm gonna ask a question and here's the question. What do you find shaking right now? What things do you find that, either are shaking in your life or you see shaking in other people's lives. Um, For me, I I find myself really, um, to be quite honest with you, um, struggling with just the the idea that um, I'm a pastor in this time. 
And my wife, man, she was so encouraging to me uh, a few days ago. She goes, I think revival, I think great revival is going to come throughout this. And, and she goes, and I can't believe that we get to be pastors during this time. And it was so encouraging to me because it just was uh, just this, this thought that, you know what? God has raised me up, Kim up, our staff, you. He has raised us up for a time such as this. And so even though that may have shaken in me, a kind word from my wife, an encouraging word, was just so good. Neil uh, online said, my security and my comfort. Boy, isn't that true? Man, as, as we look into this and, and as, as we start to play out through our vain imaginations of what could possibly be, it's amazing how our security and how our comfort all of a sudden starts to kind of shake and we maybe don't feel um, like we're that much in control. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit near the end of the message. Um, I want to encourage you, um, during this time, I would strongly recommend that you focus on today. The word of God says there's no power in yesterday and no power in looking forward, but there is great grace and mercy in the day. And so I wanna encourage all of you, if you're feeling your, like your security, your comfort uh, is being shaken, um, focus on today. Look at today, just make it through today. Just make it through the day that you're in and let's let the future take care of itself because here's what I know, God is for us. He is for us. He is with us. He is with us and he's gonna take care of us. And so I just want to encourage you, if you find that security and that comfort shaken, um, man, just go day by day by day. Somebody else, uh, if you wanna input, another thing that I see shaking is people, um, their, their finances. And that can be a scary thing. But again, I want you to know that God has you in the palm of his hands and he's gonna comfort you and he's gonna lead you through this and he's gonna give you great wisdom um, as we go through this. Stacy online says, turns out I don't really know what I thought I knew. Ooh, what a great statement. I don't really know what I thought I knew. Oh man, I, I'm finding that too. Um, but here's what I'm finding, that if we do this with God in our lives, Man, it's just amazing the power that he'll give to us. And so I want to thank you uh, for participating. We'll, we'll do a couple more in just a minute. Um, now that you know that things are shaking, um, I, three areas that I believe that God wants us to focus on um, when, when things are shaking. Three things, three areas that we are to focus. The number one area, obviously, is God. We need to focus on God. Pastor DJ did an incredible job um, last week, speaking to the fact that we are priests. We are priests, that God sees us as priests. And, and one of the things that we do is we bring his word into the world. The only way we can do that is we need to wash ourselves with the word. What I found interesting is right after it says, so what cannot be shaken may remain, it says in verse 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and it gives us instruction here, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Man, let's look at this. 
Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Church, I know it's hard to be thankful in a time like this, but my wife um, so astutely observed um, when we were talking about this. She said, when you are being grateful and when you are thinking thankful thoughts, when you are uh, putting your mind on uh, being specific about being thankful, you know what? The worry, the anxiety, and the fear can't exist with those thoughts. We can have anxious thoughts, we can be fearful, but when we replace it with thankful thoughts and we focus on that, it's amazing how all of a sudden those anxieties and those worries go away. It reminds me of Philippians where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, bring these things to God. It's the thankful heart that actually opens up the spirit, I believe, to receive what he has for us. So I wanna encourage you, be thankful. Find something to be thankful for anything in this time and focus on that and not on the chaos that's going around. Focus on the things that you can be thankful for. And then it says, and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. You know what? Uh, This is a great time to praise and to worship God. Put praise and worship music on in the morning when you wake up. Put music on uh, before you go to bed. Listen and praise him with that. And uh, again, I said it uh, last week, but I'll say it again. Um, make sure you limit how much access to uh, social media and, um, and news reports you're, you're listening to and observing um, because man, that feeds that fear and anxiety, whereas praise and worship feeds that thankful heart, that grateful heart. And then it says, for our God is a consuming fire. Church, when we do these things, when we're thankful, when we worship him, here's what happens. I believe that God in his consumingness actually comes in and consumes those areas in our life. And we'll just take over from that. And I hope you're all shouting amen in your living room. I sense that, so that's good, all right? Um, well, here's, here's um, a little bit later in Hebrews. And what was interesting is as I was studying this out, I began to see this pattern, and you'll see it as I'm teaching. Hebrews 13, 15 goes back into it. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And again, it's just, let's go to God. No, let's not go to God. Church, let's run to God. Let's run to him with everything that we have. Let's spend time in his word. Let's spend time praising and worshiping. Let's spend time talking to our families about him. Let's look for opportunities in our neighborhoods, um, in our workplace, not workplaces right now, (laughs) maybe online. Um, But everywhere we find ourselves, let's run to God. Let's keep him top of mind. Um, I felt like the Lord wanted me to do this for this first point. Three areas to focus on. God, I felt like God wanted me to read over this entire church. Psalms 91. I know a lot of people are using it and uh, it's been out there quite a bit, uh, but it is just so powerful for a time such as this. So here's what I would like you to do. Would you please close your eyes for a moment and would you just receive the word of God would you bring it into you? As I'm, as I'm reading this psalm, would you run to him right now? Just run to him. Psalms 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, 
and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. He will call on me and I will answer him. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Let that just wash over you right now. Mm. So focus on God. The second thing that we need to focus on when things are shaking is others. We need to focus on others. Hebrews um, and, and I know I've said this before, but, you know, the Bible wasn't written with chapters and verses. And so um, it goes from Hebrews 12, 29, where it says God is a consuming fire, and it moves right into 13, and this is what it says. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Again, after that section in Hebrews 13, 15 and 13, 16, it says this, and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Church, I think that in a time like this, when things are shaken, people are looking for good news. They are looking for peace. They are looking for people who say they have believed something and then when the things shake, they actually see them walk those things out. And so I just want to encourage you, don't pull back from other people. Don't pull back from your family. Don't pull back from your neighbors. And I understand that this section where it says that we are to practice hospitality to strangers, uh, that's, that's difficult when you are not supposed to get with anybody. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will lead us into what that looks like. Maybe it's like what Kim and I did to our next door neighbors this week and we just went over, they're an elderly couple and we just said, if you need anything at all, we want to help you. So please, would you reach out to us if you need anything, anything at all. There's, there's gonna be several things that God leads us to in regards to providing this hospitality. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, I wanna keep reading though, actually, and this is um, not even in my notes and it's, if you're following along in the U version, it's not up there, but it, it goes on in verse three of Hebrews 13 and it says this, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. <laughs> I actually laughed at that thinking, um, it feels like we're <laughs> not necessarily in prison, but we're all told to be staying in one place and 
Um, it's interesting that we're all in that same place right now. Um, as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you were suffering. Then it says this, marriage should be honored by all. Um, I want to encourage you right now. And my wife and I, uh, we are praying for you. Because um, in a time like this, it is a time like this when marriages would, are really, are really going to be challenged. Um, <laughs> people who don't normally spend that much time together, all of a sudden having to spend every day together. And we are praying that your marriage would survive and not only survive, but thrive as we're going through this. And so um, pray about that. Pray, focus. Remember the point two, focus on others. I think one of the best people you can hang or focus on is your family, your spouse. Focus on them and look into what are, what are different ways that you two can connect and not annoy each other. I know I'm annoying my wife already, so um, I'm working on this. And so just want to encourage you. We're praying for your marriage. Verse 5 says this, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And again, when it comes to uh, just our financial security, understand that God God knows what's happening. Focus on today and understand that this scripture right here, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. He's got you. He's got you. As things are shaking, understand that he's got you. And as DJ did such a great job last week talking about when you wash yourself with this word and you understand, okay, he's got me. Then what do we do? We go and we focus on others. And so I'm going to post another question. Um, I want to ask this question uh, to you, and I hope you'll feed back, and here it is. What are some ideas during this time in which we can love other people? What are some of the things that we can do? While you start typing those things out, here's a few things that we have heard. I know we've got some people that uh, work in the medical field. Uh, Jenny Newkirk, Jack Northrup, Ryan Sharp, I'm sure there's others. Um, at one of them, Jenny actually posted that there's a big medical drive happening. You can find it online, super easy. You actually go to her page and she's got it posted right there. And what a great way, if you have some of the supplies that they need uh, to bring those and they're asking, hey, please, nobody hoard these things, but let's get them out to our medical workers where they need them. Um, how about this one? Somebody said, uh, offer to order needed things from Amazon for a neighbor and have it delivered directly to them. That way, uh, you know, if they're worried about contact with you or that, you're actually ordering things and sending it right to their house. Um, I, we have a story of a young man who called 10 different 7-Elevens, 10, 10 different 7-Elevens to find milk for an elderly uh, person. And that's awesome. What can we do, again, to love others? How can we reach out and focus on others? How about this one? Someone started a neighborhood Facebook page. I thought that was a great idea. They actually went around their neighborhood, put things on the doorknob, knock their doorknobs, and just said, hey, if you want to join our little cul-de-sac um, Facebook page or our neighborhood Facebook page, here's the link for it, and you can sign in and um, do that. How about this one? Drive or walk your neighborhood and pray for each other. Pray for each house. Pray for your neighborhoods. 
And then a lot of people are posting online, uh, support local, local restaurants and businesses and as often as you can. Man, that is needed right now as this is shaken. They're um, financial resource, obviously. Um, Kathy online says, plow their driveways. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was funny. Uh, not only did I do uh, the one neighbor who offered me toilet paper, but then I did the elderly couple. And uh, I actually ran out of time because I had a meeting. So I, I only did one stripe in my driveway. And he came over the next day and was like, you didn't even do your driveway. And I was like, yeah, well, I just want to make sure you guys were taken care of. And it's just a great uh, opportunity. Absolutely. Plow their driveways. Uh, Matt and Aubrey said, share toilet paper. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Share toilet paper. It's a great thing to do. Cindy says, encourage grocery store workers. Man, this is a huge one. Um, they, they've been working so hard. Um, I went in a couple days ago, and um, I just asked a guy, man, how are you holding up? And he proceeded to talk to me for the ten, next 10 minutes. Uh, I couldn't get away from him because he just he was just long, and they're working so hard. Just a word of encouragement. I just told him, hey, thank you, man, for everything that you're doing. I just want to support you, and I just appreciate what you're doing. This is just awesome. Uh, Michael says, support local businesses like we talked of uh, talked about just a minute ago. That's a great one. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage you. Um, would you get this information out? We want to come alongside of you as a church, and we want to partner with you. Um, Heather just said, go on a prayer walk. Love it. Love it, Heather. Thank you for sharing. Um, as, as a staff, I want you to know that we are praying through how do we get involved. Um, I think at the beginning of this, um, we maybe had this perception that this would go away in um, you know, maybe 10, 14 days. Um, but now that we have only, I mean, just it's crazy what has happened in the last seven days and in the last 14 days and realizing, okay, this, this could go on for a little bit. And so we want to come alongside of you and we want to partner with you. And so if you see or hear of something that is really making an impact um, in this community, please let us know because we want to join in with you and we want to actually come alongside of you and help you with this. We're, we're trying to figure out what that is. Pray for us, but also help us by letting us know of different things that you see going on um, so that we can partner with you as we focus on others. Because this is the time, church, this is the time to focus on others. And the word of God, um, it says that we're supposed to focus on God, focus on others. And then I'm gonna go into the third one, and that is this. We are supposed to focus on our leaders. Um, our leaders. So I just read Hebrews 13, 1, which said to remember others and show hospitality and then talked about prisoners and marriage and money. And then the very next verse says this, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Again, where I was in Hebrews 15 and then reading 16, it moves on to verse 17 and says this, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Now, I wanna real quickly go over to Romans. 
Romans 12 starts by saying this, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. So there's that running to God aspect. In verse three, it starts by saying, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. And, and it goes in and begins to talk about how we're supposed to treat other people and how we're supposed to use our giftings to actually help one another. And then it goes in chapter 13, after it talks about that, verse one, it says this, let everyone be subject to their governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. Last week, Pastor DJ used 1 Peter chapter two, where it says that we are a chosen nation, a royal priesthood. And that is talking about loving God. And then it goes on right after that and actually talks about how we should interact with one another. And then right after that, again, it says that we should obey our leaders. And so um, I think we need to focus on the leadership that God has put over us. And I know not everybody agrees with um, the people that have been put in authority over us, but here's what I know. The word of God has told us that we need to pay attention to what they say. And I gotta be completely honest with you. I find myself um, struggling with this one because I want to meet with all of you in a group and just praise God and glorify God in the middle of all this. And yet our leaders are saying, you can't get with groups more larger than 10. And so uh, earlier this week, I found myself irritated and agitated by that. Um, but then I started studying this out. And what's interesting to me is we have Paul in Romans. We have Peter in Peter, in First Peter. And then we have an author that we don't know in Hebrews. So it's at least two different people and possibly three different people that actually had the same order of what we do in order to actually get through times when things are shaking. And so I just want to encourage you, church, um, as much as you don't like it or maybe don't want to receive it, I want to encourage you that um, our governing authorities have been actually placed in position by God. Even if they don't love God, they, they've been put there and God has allowed them to be there for such a time as this as well. And as long as it doesn't go against the word of God, the Bible teaches that we actually need to submit to what they're asking us to do. And here's, here's what I personally don't like about it is that when I am told what I have to do, I feel like I lose control. And when I have lost control, that's when anxiety and fear tries to get on top of me. And I wanna encourage you, understand that God is in control. God is in control and he has this. And he's gonna use our governing authorities, he's gonna use other people, but He's gonna come in and speak to you and I'm praying and that we're praying as a staff that he would come in and give you peace and give you understanding and let you know that he is with you. And so as the days unfold and we start to hear different things um, and our government tells us to do different things, I pray and my hope would be receive it. Receive it as if it came from God and so therefore, you're not focusing on the governing authority and what they're trying to control, but you're actually focusing on the fact that God is in control. And if that's the case, then maybe that fear and that anxiety won't attach to any of us. 
and we can actually have joy in this crazy time. And I believe with all of my heart that if we will live in that manner, then when we interact with people, they're gonna see something different and they're gonna be drawn to that. And God's gonna give you opportunity to share about him and what a great and loving God and the fact that we have come to a kingdom that cannot be shaken, that cannot be shaken. Our God is a consuming fire. Church, let's let God consume us in the midst of this. Let's let him just take our lives over. Let's focus on him. Let's ask him how to focus on other people. Let's listen to the authority that's been placed above us. And then let's, let's just praise God at the testimony of what's gonna happen in the midst of all of this. Church, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. I promise you. The word of God promises you. Better than any promise I can make. The word of God. Read Psalms 91 every day if you need to, to receive that promise. He's got us and we're gonna be okay. And we love you very much. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the fact that you have given us your word to comfort us, to encourage us, to give us peace in times like this, to give us joy. And so now, Lord, I pray for everybody listening to me right now. Fall, fall heavy in their house right now. God, reveal your love to them. God, confirm this word to them. Lord, I pray that if anything that I spoke was not of you, that they would forget it instantaneously. But Lord, the things that were of you, Lord, I pray that you would begin to just stir in their heart. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's good. Yes, take peace. Yes, receive joy. Yes, understand I've got you. I'm with you. And so Lord, we pray for our church. We pray for our community. And Lord, we ask that you would grab our hearts, that you would bring many to come to know you. And Lord, if this is what we have to go through in order for a great revival to take place, then we say yes to it. And we say, amen. And we say, here am I, use me. Here am I, use me. And so Lord, we thank you for these things. And we honor you and we love you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.